bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Transcribed earlier for release at this time. Drifting along, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star western theater, starring America's great western singers, Foy Willing and the riders of the Purple Sage bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, the riders of the Purple Sage. He brings a token of his love. Swift as the wind, he goes far high in the hills. He knows she's waiting for his heliolea For his heliolea Long, long ago in old Wyoming lived a maid. Fair as the sweetest flower blooming in the shade. She loved a bandit bold who roamed the prairie o'er, and every night she'd listen for his call. Then in the west his voice came ringing, riding the wild horse he came singing. Heely oly if I oly a, heely oly if I oly if I oly a. He brings a token of his love. Swift as the wind he goes far high in the hills. He knows she's waiting for his heely oly if I oly a. One night an angel brought a message from her love Told her he waited in the starlight sky above Softly she closed her eyes and bade the angels go And then the whole world echoed to his song For straight down a moonbeam he came riding Out of the sky on a winged horse gliding Heely-oly, if I oly a Heely-oly, if I oly a He brings a token of his love Swift as the wind, he goes for high in the hills. He knows she's waiting for his heliolia fiolia. For his heliolia fiolia, heliolia Thank you, friends. Thank you for being with us again this week. A great many of you have written your appreciation of the sincerity of Western love song. And so here's another one we hope you will enjoy. It's called Ages and Ages Ago. Since we've been apart, it's 
Love songs are as old as time, and every country has its favorites. Maybe we're prejudiced, but we think America's Western love songs are just about the prettiest of them all. You know, there's something about the West, with its purple hills, snow-capped mountains, lush green valleys, and rippling streams that just lends itself to songwriting. And there's something about Weber's bread that adds much to every meal. All breads, you know, aren't the same any more than all songs are the same. Weber's bread, that good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper, is truly outstanding. Western housewives have learned through experience that Weber's bread retains its soft, delicious freshness to the very last slice. That's because it's mixed and baked with the same skill and care as bread baked in your own kitchen. Yes, Weber's bread has that old-fashioned home-baked goodness that just can't be beaten. Next time you shop, buy a loaf or two of good Weber's bread. You'll really like it. After that helpful message, hear the riders again with a special arrangement of the popular song, That's How Much I Love You, Baby. Now if I had a nickel, I know just what I'd do. I'd spend it all for candy, I'd give it all to you. I'd spend it all for candy, I'd give it all to you. Cause that's how much I love you. That's how much I love you Now if you were a picture I'd hang you on the wall I'd sit where I could see you And I'd never move at all I'd sit where I could see you And I'd never move at all Cause that's how much I love you, baby That's how much I love you glossy fur. I'd take you up and stroke you and I'd listen to you purr. I'd take you up and stroke you and I'd listen to you purr. Cause that's how much I love you, baby. That's how much I love you. Now if you were a horsefly and I an old gray mare, I'd stand and let you bite me and I'd never move a hair. I'd stand and let you bite me and I'd never move a hair. Cause that's how much I love you. One of the songs that first went a long way in establishing Western music as a part of our great heritage is this next song, a great favorite of Western fans the country over, riding down that old Texas trail. Riding down that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail. Oh, my darling, stay at home, please don't go on the road, don't go riding down that old Texas trail. This is the tale of a cowboy who's been down that old Texas trail. Oh, I've had a lot of fun, but my Roman days are done, and no more I'll ride that old Texas trail. Riding down that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail. Oh, 
my darling, stay at home. Please don't go on the road. Don't go riding down that old Texas trail. To me, all you ladies, I've been down that old Texas trail. If your cowboy wants to roam, you can call him your own. If you keep him off that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail, riding down that old Texas trail. Oh, my darling, stay at home. Please don't go on the road. Don't go riding down that old Texas trail. Well, it's time now for Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage to tell us another of their adventures in the West. This week, the story they call The Raisin Bee. In the present-day West, even though the modern touch of the station wagon and the electric washing machine can be seen, well-populated centers are somewhat few and fairly far between. It's true that most of the small towns boast the railroad siding, the feed store, the customary mercantile services... But occasionally, it's necessary to take a trip to the nearest city for a variety of good, sound reasons. And as it happens now, the nearest city is Phoenix, Arizona. The riders of the Purple Sea, minus one, ride into Phoenix today. Yes, Boy Willing and Al Sloy have ridden into town from Minneagas' ranch where they're presently employed. The reason for their ride into town, <laughs> you'll see. Well, I guess this is it, Al. Yeah, looks like it, Foy. Now, you hold on to that cake while I get down. Then I'll take it. Well, Foy, how do you act? I've never been in a place like this before. Why, you just act the uh, usual, of course. Hmm? Now, give me the cake and let's go. By gollies, everybody sure is quiet in here. Shh. Huh? Uh-huh. Oh, may I help you? Yes, ma'am. Could you tell us where Johnny Paul is? Paul? Paul. John. Yes. Mr. Paul is in room nine, the second door to your left that way. Thank you, ma'am. Not at all. By the way, are you Foy Willing and Al Floyd? Well, for goodness sake, you know us? <laughs> I do know, at any rate. I have a message here for you. The message is from Mrs. Argus. Many Argus? Mm-hmm. She's their boss lady. I gathered as much when she phoned. The message is you are not to leave here for any reason until she arrives. Why, is she following us here? Apparently. Well, now, what do you know? The message concludes by saying something terrible has happened and she needs your help. Hmm. Wonder what's the matter. Well, if she's followed us to town, we'll soon find out. Come on, let's go see Johnny. Yeah, sure. Thank you, ma'am. Not at all. You know, something terrible has happened. I don't understand that. No, when we left this morning, everything was okay. Well, double okay, if you ask me. Well, everybody was in a fine mood. Oh, this is room nine. Oh. Uh, you knock. I've got the cake, you know. Okay. Come in, Stumblebum. Johnny, how did you know it was us? Nobody else will be coming to see me, I don't wreck. A cake? The same, Johnny. For me? Is the cake for me? Sure, chocolate with nuts on top. Oh, guys, you shouldn't have done it. What are you talking about? We didn't do anything except delivery. My gosh, I've got a life-size picture of me bending over a hot stove to bake you a cake. 
Well, then who? Annie, of course. Miz is Argus' only unmarried daughter. Sure. The pretty little girl that you made such a darn fool of yourself over at the ro- radio. Rodeo. That you're in the hospital with a fractured leg right now. I did not make a darn fool of myself. Well, oh. of course, you may think of yourself as a big hero. But I'll leave it to Al. If stopping a rodeo to walk over to Annie's seat and hand her some flowers and then getting on a brame of bull, which you ain't ever been on in your life before and getting your leg fractured and making a darn fool of yourself, well, then I'll put in with you. I pay three bucks for them flowers. Yeah, will you see your hospital bill? You know, mm-hmm. there's other ways to court a gal that's cheaper and you don't fracture a leg either, Johnny. Okay, make fun of me. But I'd just like to say, when was the last time you guys... Oh, Mrs. Argus. Did Mrs. Argus come to see me? Well, no, Johnny. Something has happened. Something terrible. We don't even know what it is. Boy, Al. Oh, thank goodness you're here. Oh. You better sit down, Mrs. Argus. You're all in the sweat. You bet your life I am. Uh, Give me a chair. Here you are. Oh, my. Uh, I drove like 735 demons was all chasing me to once. I thought the old car was going to break down and fall into a million pieces. And I almost wish it had. Well, what's happened, Mrs. Argus? Oh, I hate to tell you, Al. Hate to have to tell you. And I hate it worse to have to tell my daughter and son-in-law. You mean Jake Wells and your daughter, Mary? Yeah. I mean Jake Wells and his wife, my daughter, Mary. Why, they're both here in the hospital. I know. Jake stopped in to see me this morning. Mary had the baby yesterday, as you know. Yeah, we knew that, Mrs. Argus. Well, uh, Jake spent the night here in the hospital. This morning he phoned me and asked me to go over and see if everything was all right at his place. He asked me to milk old Bess and feed the chicken, so just after you boys left, I went over. And? I, uh... Well, I... I... It... Well, their place is burned to the ground. For you another cup of coffee, Miss Argus? No, thanks, boy. I'm all right now. Well, you say so. And you thank that nurse for letting me sit in this room and bringing me coffee. I might forget it. I'll take care of it. The next time I get taken with the vapors, I must remember to do it in the hospital. It's right convenient. What are you going to do now, Miss Argus? Do? Why, well, I'm going to do what I got to do. Tell Jake and Mary? Why, yeah. But, <laughs> well, well, what's on your mind, boy? Well, I was just thinking. You found it broke down there, and... You think that since Mary just had her baby yesterday, this is a bad time, huh? Well, I guess you'll admit, Miss Argus, it could be better. Yes, it could. But there's two reasons why i got to tell Mary and Jake now. I've raised both Mary and Annie to be strong women. You have to be strong in this country. And Mary would never forgive me if I thought so little of her strength of character as to shield yeah, her... Yeah, I see what you mean. I know I'm right. I haven't lived 40 years in this country without facing a little misfortune myself. I remember when Henry, my only boy, was killed during the war. Mary and Annie got the telegrams and kept the news from me for three days. They was afraid to tell me. Well, it humiliated me to be protected and to be denied the chance to face the facts straight off. Well? Well, then there's Jake, a fine, strong young man. It wouldn't be doing him any favor to act like he didn't have enough inside him to whip trouble on its own ground. No, I guess that's right. Well, so I... If you need me, I'll be in Johnny's room, Miss Argus. All right, boy. A little help, Lord, if you please. 
Mary, dear, and Jake. Mama, it's wonderful to see you. Grandma, you are now. Aren't you proud of me? I've always been proud of you, Mary. I knew you would. You said that in a strange way, Mama. Are you well, Mary? Are you in good condition? Well, the doctor says I'm in perfect condition. Why? Well, I, I have some bad news for you. Stand close, Jake. I'm right here, Mary. Hold my hand. Of course. Not the baby, is it? No. Then what? Straight and fast. Please. Well, last night, your house burned to the ground. How did it happen, Mother? I can only guess. Where the kitchen was, there's a couple of tin cans that looked like they was opened with a hatchet. Some Roman bindle strips probably broke into the house looking for food. Maybe they set fire to the house accidentally, and maybe on purpose. We'll probably never know. The bomb's all right. The animals are all right, but... There's no more house. Well, you didn't make the mistake I did when Henry was killed, Mama. And thank you very much. I thought you'd feel that way, else I'd have kept quiet a few days. You did right, Mother. Well, now, you'd best make plans to bring the baby back to my house, children. We'll make room for you. Like to hear another plan? Why, Foy? I've just been waiting for the right time to open this door and speak, Miss Argus. You know better than I do, a young couple with a new baby should have their own place. Now, Jake and Mary wouldn't be happy off of their property. So if you'll step out here in the hall, I'll tell you my idea. Why, why of course I will. I'll be right back, children. Now, what is it for? Well, for once, something I read in school stuck with me. Well, what? Well, I'll tell you how it uh, came to me. I was standing in Johnny's room looking out of the window, and I saw that sign on the front of the hospital. Phoenix General Hospital? Yeah. And then I remembered... Phoenix. The phoenix was a mythical bird that rose out of its own ashes. So I thought, well, why can't Jake's house do the same thing? And we'll help it. We'll have an old-fashioned raising bee. Mr. Burke, like some help from you and your men. Starting at sunup tomorrow morning at Jake Wells' place. His house burned down and he's got no place to bring his wife and new baby home to. So bring your hammers and saws. We're having a raising bee. Gertrude, I need some help tomorrow and the next day. We're having a raisin bee for Mary and Jake and the new baby. Now, we'd appreciate any bedding, pillows, furniture you ain't using and the like. And some meats for the men folks. Oh, thank you, Gertrude. Thank you very much. Mr. Bixby, heard about the house raisin for Jake and Mary? I thought you and your boys would want to be there. And tell your wife if she wants to bring some food for the men. I'm real partial to the way she bakes a leg of lamb. That's right, Jack. And bring your tools. Pots, pans, tubs, buckets, anything you don't use, Mrs. Johnson. Great job in Jehoshaphat. I don't reckon I ever worked so hard for less pay and enjoyed it more in my life. Oh, me neither, boy. I'm beat right down to the need for a plate of ram, lamb, sheep, and mutton with a side dish of ham, spare ribs, and roast beef. And coffee with sugar and cream. Oh, that's right, Mrs. Argus. Oh, there you are, boys. 
Oil. Ah, that tastes good. My, it's just a miracle. That's what it is, the way that house is going up. I've never seen anything like it myself. Why, it must be 20, 25 years since we had a raisin bee around here. I'd forgotten how much fun they can be and how much they can mean. Well, I've never seen anything rise from the ground as fast since Slowey got thrown by that spear. Oh, I think this is faster. Well, here comes Jake with a truck full of furniture. My heavens, look at the size of that road. Believe. Don't believe what, Jay? Well, I put down my hammer three hours ago and leave and come back and find the house nearly finished. Well, I don't believe that stack of furniture. That's what I don't believe. Mother, you never saw such generosity. You can hardly believe all the stuff it's there. Do I see Mrs. Milliken's kitchen range? You sure do. She's got a new one. Oh, that kitchen range on that truck is the best one in this county. There's a house full of stuff there. A baby bed, a double bed, uh, uh, pots, pans, blankets, a feather bed, chairs, tables, linens. <laughs> it's hard to remember everything. Uh, rag rugs, uh, dishes, curtains. Well, I guess every woman is like me. We put away things we haven't used in a long time and likely never will again. And now see how handy they come in. Are you going to bring Mary and the baby out this evening, Jake? Doc says I can get her at 5 o'clock. Well, come on, Al. We've got some work to do to be ready for him. What time is it, boy? It's, uh, ten after six. They ought to be along pretty quick. Oh, everything inside sure looks fine. The bed's made and turned down. The fire in the range, supper laid on the kitchen table. Dog, if I ever seen anything like it. That's right. You know, I'm kind of sorry that Johnny Paul isn't here to see this. Well, he's here in spirit anyway. How do you mean, Miss Argus? Oh, my lands, I forgot to tell you. Them flowers inside. He sent them out. Well, what do you know? He sent a note to you boys, too, and I forgot to give it to you. It's here in my apron pocket. Well, here. The other day, you birds kidded me about sending flowers to a girl, and I didn't get a chance to ask. When was the last time a nice big cake was baked for you? Well, ain't he the shrewd little cuss? Yeah. Now, Mary will probably send him the first cake she bakes in her new house. She might send Johnny the second cake, but I know a couple of boys who are going to get the first cake. That's them. There they come. That's them, all right. Folks, folks. They're coming. We'll stay here on this side of the house until the truck stops and they go inside. Then we'll wait until they call us. That'll give them a chance to look around. I, I can't believe it, Jake. It's I wonderful. simply can't believe it. It's true, honey. I helped build it, and I know. Okay. Mid-pleasures and Maybe four and the boys were clowning a little on that rendition of Home Sweet Home, but it really came from the heart. There's something about that grand old song that's symbolic of America and her people. America was built by men whose burning desire for a home made it possible for them to conquer the vast, untamed wilderness of the West. And equal credit belongs to their wives, the brave frontier women who stood by them through thick and thin to make that home a real home. 
Western women today take the same pride in providing a real home for their families. They see to it that their families get nothing but the best. And that's especially true of food. Maybe that's the big reason why so many Western housewives insist upon serving Weber's bread, that good bread in the familiar blue gingham wrapper. Weber's bread has a soft, lasting freshness that can come only from expert mixing and baking. Yes, Weber's bread is truly good bread. Buy a loaf the very next time you go shopping. Chances are, you will agree, it's the best bread you've ever tasted. Well, we've reached the spot in our show when we feature a Western song that has or will, we believe, contribute much to the long life and popularity of great Western music everywhere. Foy Willing and the riders of the Purple Sage sing for you where cool, clear water spills. Needless to say, friends, we enjoy these visits with you each week, and we'd appreciate it if you would invite a neighbor to be with us next week. Thanks to Harry Bartell, Ann Morrison, and Martha Wentworth, who helped us with our story. This is Foy Willing speaking for Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, Scotty Harrell, the writers of the Purple Sage, saying so long and good luck to all of you. Tripping along, singing a song under
Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our script, written by Scott Farnsworth, was directed by Tom Hargis. Terry O'Sullivan speaking. was recorded earlier and came to you from Columbia Square. This is KMX Los Angeles.